This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Tuesday, boys and girls. What's up? Welcome into another episode of The Bostonian versus The Book. Dave Sherapan, Matt Peralt, The Bostonian, me, book, him, David Payne, Purdom, ESPN Chalk, 20 minutes from right now. Talking all about this great, wonderful world of sports betting and prop betting and micro markets and everything else we're going to get into today. Had a fun night on, at Circa last night, Dave. You're sporting the City Connect fit. I like it. How are yeah, you? Yeah, we're still in that, we're in that like beach mode. Everybody's all talking about all this micro betting. I wake up to all these texts. What is this shit? Who's talking about this? You got to talk to somebody about this. All I want to hear is this. Dave's got sound effects. Uh oh. Dave is figured out how to play sound effects. <laughs> Come on. That's the way I'm waking up in this house every day. It's we a got hell of second an day of school. I said, we're playing the Diaz walk up music. Let's go. Time to wake up. I'm going in every one of their rooms playing the music. They're like, again. Oh, all I know yeah, is right Mr. Again. Met playing the trumpet is the, one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. It's every day now. <laughs> it's going to be on my Twitter feed at SportsBK. I'm putting it on there every day. Every single day, there's already a gift of him and Mr. Met doing this. Yep. You can be damn sure me and little Consigar, we're going to recreate that. We're 100% going to recreate It's pretty good. It's, it's really, it really is a good intro. Oh. Better oh. than Enter Sandman? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Whoa, yeah. I don't know, man. Diaz hasn't done it enough yet. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? I mean, like, Enter Sandman is the standard. That's that's up there. And then, like, do you remember Trevor Hoffman? Hell's Bells? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. Now, I grew up in Pittsburgh going to Three River Stadium when the Pirates were good. See, you remember the closer's entrance music when a team is good. Of course. Because they come in more often and all this other stuff. Well, it's also like, holy shit, here he comes. Like that's a problem. <laughs> like when you're playing, you you the intro music is like ah fuck. Like yeah, you're just right. like you, you know, as, a, as a fan, you know that oh that gate's opening up and here comes this guy. That's time, right? Yeah, yeah. it's time. So Don Robinson was the closer for the Pirates. Don Robinson is before, well. Kent Colvey was the closer. They didn't have walking music for him. If they did, I don't right. remember it. Yeah. But when they won the World Series, but after that, it was Don Robinson. It was his name. Big, tall, country guy from, I believe, like Knoxville, Tennessee or somewhere. They used to play, thank God I'm a country boy. Oh, nice. Every time he came okay. in. That's not bad. So maybe my standards may be skewed, but I love this horns. Give me the horns. Oh, the horns are great. Day. Or or oh. the, obviously you, you need the Hell's Bells. So the bells make it, the dong, you know, trop, it when, or, or just the insane drum beat of Enter Sandman. 
Oh, exactly. you just know that those things are going to get the juices going. I mean, look, I'm, I have PTSD from it. I hear at your Sandman. I'm like, ah, <laughs> son of a, like I get all mad. Cause I mean, up until 2004, that was game over. That was, that was it, it was too. Like you just, it was good. And then Dave Roberts and David Ortiz and see you tomorrow, Joe Buck and everything else that happened with what the Red Sox did to Mariano Rivera. But we really haven't had, it's kind of funny. I was talking to someone yesterday about this. When's the last time we really had like a new intro music take storm? It's sort of like dropped off the wayside, right? It hasn't become like a baseball thing. And all of a sudden here comes this Mets song, which I don't know where it is. I don't know what it is, but it's unbelievable. It is. You know, you're right. I mean, I don't know when the last time before those guys was what major league when wild thing came in. That was that was pretty good in the movie Major League. That was good entrance that, music. Yeah, but that, that was pre Mariano Rivera. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was. It's, it, there hasn't been since the, really those three closers like a, a universal wide. Mm. It's been a while. I mean, I was trying to think of like when's the last time we saw like a really cool new intro for a closer that mm. actually got people's attention. And that damn Mr. Met, I can't get the thing out of my head. I just think it's the funniest thing in the world. Oh, he's playing the trumpet. <laughs> it's just you know how excited I was in LA when they had all the mascots there and I met Mr. Met and I took oh. the picture. I mean, I just couldn't get in. My daughter was like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, Mr. <laughs> Met makes me smile or laugh every time I see him. Unbelievable. So and good. he pointed at me and I pointed at him and we were like, I got to take a picture with you. He's like, get over here. You know, he did his thing and right. it was so much fun. And seeing him do the thing with the trumpets with Mrs. Met. You yep. can't get enough of every day, every yeah, it's day. One, it's, it's one of the better, one of the better mascots in baseball. And there's some good ones. I mean, we, we've talked about them, but like, yeah. don't you feel like the Mets, this starts to feel like something? Oh, that, without a doubt. Right. Without a doubt. You we said start, it like a, uh, right before the all-star break or right after. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? He may be right. He's, he's on to something. And I'm really, I mean, it was about to grow yeah. That last star for DeGrom Ice did. If you were on the fence, you're like, yeah, Uh-oh. it's one, two or one, a one, yeah. whatever mix you want to put them in. But you Yikes. need that thing though, right? You need that little, that spark that goes beyond just the talent that like, because every major league baseball player is an elite athlete, incredible, amazing baseball player, but something's got to get the guys to buy in. There needs to be like this thing. The Red Sox had this thing where they would go ahead and throw everybody into the laundry basket and run them down the laundry basket when they hit a home run, right? Yeah. You know, we've seen different teams have different handshakes or different moments. It's like, I feel like this Diaz thing could start to become a thing for the Mets. Oh, or like, all right, sure. here, here comes the song. And it and like, it captivates as we go to August, September into the playoffs. Like that is going to be something that we're all talking about whenever he comes in. Without a doubt. It's very possible. I mean, like them getting Vogelbach. Do you know Dan Vogelbach? Like what he he is every man. He's, he's Stevie Mac. The, he's wearing you, the orange. Have you seen them? Have you seen the comparison pictures on the Discord channel? Scary. It's they're identical. <laughs> they're right. He gets really mad. He gets really mad when people are like, "You're you Vogelbach. Stevie Mac, capital M, capital K, 
Pete Rawl said that. I did not say that. It's All awesome. Right? You look like him. You're not identical. Did All you right? see him running wins. first to home the other day? Did you see the, the video of him going from first to home? He was chucking, man. He was trying. He was trucking. He was trying so hard. He's little legs. He's just he looks like a he literally looks like a character from a Mario Brothers video game. Like oh. it's just like, like he just says, man, he's got he little legs. So hard to get steps. there. He's just trying. Oh, I was, I was dying laughing. I was like, I got tired as he was coming around third, just watching. Yeah. I was like, please He's get there. Please don't get thrown out. He <laughs> got thrown out at home early in the season for the Pirates. It was a bad send. He got thrown out by 10 feet at least. And it was like, oh, man, why did he run? That didn't look good. But he was a fan favorite in Pittsburgh. My buddy Travis, it was his kid was favorite player. He was crushed when he got traded. Yeah. But – that's a little sneaky move that's going to galvanize the clubhouse even more. Every day, you know, every couple of days, you got Scherzer and DeGrom going out. You got Diaz coming into the to the horns, Lindor having fun playing. Like, there's magic working. It's it, it's not just the Yankees. There's real baseball in New York on both National League and American League. Yeah, you know, I believe that. We're going to learn a lot about the Braves here over the next couple of weeks because of what happened right out of the all-star break for them. Same with the Padres. Now with their scuffling five losses in a row, we're going to see some, some rubber meat in the road type time here. for Some of these teams, they're going to have to show up and show out and say, okay, we're not going to, you know, let this thing get away from us. But again, the wild card being so deep with three of them winning the division is Okay, but we've talked about it. The one seed's the most important thing. If you're the well, two now, seed, I just realized the two seed mm-hmm. also gets a buy. The one and the two seeds get a buy. I thought it was just the one seed that got to buy. No, no, went over it yesterday. I'm going on MLB Network today to discuss all this with the uh, excursion on pregame spread. So huh. I did a little di- deeper dive, and I'm like, wait a second, the one and the two get buys? Yeah, it makes sense because there's six playoff teams. So three and six play, four and five play. The winners play one and two, four to two to one. So interesting. Okay. One and two gets it. So now, even if the Dodgers run away, the Mets and the Braves, the Padres, even the, you know, the division winner for the Brewers or the Cardinals is trying to get that two seed. So they ain't got to play that first three game series. It's going to be even more electric down the stretch. I mean, yeah. everybody's getting ready for football. The baseball stretch run is going to be tremendous. All right, let's get to ESPN's article from David Pernum today yes. from ESPN Shaw. So excited. I got I, I got it on cue on the right. phone. I now, just now I'm here's, done. I'm okay, done. so the, the, this is before we do this, now I have to ask you a question. Yeah. So I, I have a piece of equipment that we could interject into the stream that I can purchase. We'll play clips. Whoa. Whoa. We can play audio clips. We can play songs. We can play intro music for guests. Oh, boy. I've been waiting to see whether we want to actually add this or not. If you're a geek like I am, it's called a roadcaster. So it's this little piece of thing. Oh, I love those things. Okay. So you can load MP3s on it. Do we want that for the show? Considering you're playing songs, do we want a Diaz intro for people? Do we want different things? I want the Diaz entry entrance music every day. Are you kidding me? Of course. Roadcaster. Absolutely. Thank you. I mean, All ask right. the brigade. Put it in the chat. Go in the chat. Okay. Betprep.com slash chat. Put it in the live chat right now. I think the people will vote yes. 
I know damn well I vote yes. Because the It'll searing hot something take. something else to do during well, the show, which is great. <laughs> the searing hot take. The reason why I'm thinking of this is because the searing hot take of the day from Omaha Steaks. Oh, We're going to read it. But you could do the sizzle sound, and then you could also just play the clip, and you could I could lay the I could lay the audio clip underneath a sizzle or over a sizzle sound, and then we play the ten second audio with the sizzle oh. sound underneath it, and there we kind of do it. Don, Dave comes on dressed like a fisherman, didn't know he was going to change our whole show forever. <laughs> Sorry, Farrah, I didn't mean it. I, I I don't know what I was going to do that either. I, I like it. Man. Whoa, whatever makes it better. So the headline is this that we're going to see and we talked about this a little bit yesterday yep. you know kind of about how uh prop betting is going to become a really big thing obviously we work for props.com okay we do we are heavily invested in the future of prop betting okay and we believe that prop betting is going to be a large large thing in sports and that's why we have props.com site we work for okay. nfl betting has always been, and this is phenomenal. I didn't even know the guy's name. Charles McNeil, a Connecticut math teacher turned Chicago bookmaker is the one that created the spread. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. That was wild. I learned that today from David Payne Burnham's article. That was awesome. I learned that today. Burnham goes deep into research when he does the articles. There's no doubt about it. He goes deep. It's an awesome lead. It really is. It's a really interesting lead. It taught me right out of the gate. And then it goes into whether or not we're going to see an explosion because of the DFS experience essentially of so many 21 to 35 year olds who have come through the dfs world as is a that, book before you continue is that tyler on a picture i believe it is yes tighten that beard up tyler go ahead sorry <laughs> you can tell him that um daily wagers tyler in case you're wondering who dave's referencing uh do you think that prop betting from a bookmaker perspective, do you think they want this? Because you talk about this all the time and in the article it talks about the softer lines and the easier markets to beat that prop betting is difficult for the books to do. As a bookmaker, does this news that we could see an explosion of prop betting, that's why they want the same game parlay, by the way. They want all you to do live, in-game, same game parlaying because you have a 10-legger and one leg misses and you're dead. So that's why they like those. But is prop betting a, a I don't know problem's the right word, but is it more difficult for, from a bookmaker perspective? Um, it's more labor-intensive. All right. So now if the whole process is automated, we can generate handle as a book. Anything to generate handle is good. But if it generates bad handle, meaning you're going to get either picked apart, bad numbers are going to get destroyed. Syndicate betting, meaning anyone that groups together and hammers you at the same time at the same number, it's not worth it. It's not enough. There has to, there has to be a lot of defenses to offer it or you have to be really good at it. Up to this point, the books have done it because they've had to, not because they want to. Now we have people from across the pond coming with this technology that says, this is the future of betting. Look, we're telling you it's the future of betting. You should do it. And there are books doing it. Um, I'll be interested to see what DP says as far as um, if he thinks like the regular fan will do it because he jokingly said to somebody I know blew it, who we'll have on the show to it sometime that he's not good at it. I don't think people in general are good at it. It's hard to win, but the people that are good at it are better than the books at it. That's why the limits are so low. So there's not going to increase limits. Books aren't going to do it. They want you to parlay everything. Listen, if you could parlay everything to will the sun come up tomorrow in Las Vegas, they would let you. 
live parlaying too. That's the new little twi- twist. Hey, we're going to do, do prop betting live prop betting, but also you can parlay live prop betting. I can't That's wait a- to see how they're going to figure out how those parlays pay. I can't wait to because the live odds are moving. Fast. You have to manually figure out how to pay those odds while they're changing. As soon as that person locks it in, sounds like a software disaster wait to happen. But what do I know? I'm just a book guy. Wearing one well, one more quick thing before we get to David. In terms of Vegas, we've had long conversations about the European model and the European books, East Coast, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, whoever. They have a long menu of daily prop betting. Yes. Baseball, basketball, football. Incredible. We don't hear. Circa has like five. <laughs> like right. They put up like five. Like they have a very limited menu and they yes. want it to be a limited menu. If this is the future, does Vegas have to evolve? I don't know. Um, Vegas is doing it a little bit different. I mean, Vegas would rather take 100000 on a side mm-hmm. than $10,000, $10 bets on a prop. It's two different ways to go. Um, and, and, and like DP's article said it, that betting on a game because of the attention needed to get a result, three hours, three and a half hours for a football game versus the first inning on a baseball game or mm-hmm. this first at bat or the next pitch, whatever it is, you can bet multiple times. And we'll talk about it too, you know, about what Paul's doing and tick tockifying i think you invented a word i didn't know if it was when i saw it in the run of tick tockifying sports betting i didn't invent that word you did not <laughs> no sbc america did but that's fine <laughs> it's, in no. the headline. it's in the headline of the story from SBC listen america. other people take our shit so we'll that's take true. theirs tick tockifying <laughs> i wanted to make sure i said it right can, <laughs> can betting be tick tockified yes that's can their it? game do you think it can I do not, but let's get to David Payne. Let's part get of the part of we got. Yeah, Good article today on the future of betting being the prop bet and how prop betting has grown and where it will go. David, David, Matt, how are you? Welcome back to the show. I'm good, guys. How's it going with you? I do do. Uh, I, I do have a TikTok account, by the way. Do you guys have one? I have one. Yes. Dave does you not. Do? Dave does an Instagram. Dave does a TikTok. Dave is is, is Twitter only. I, I have I have this stuff. It's under cash considerations and the kids manage it for me. Not my kids, but the other kids. So it's there. <laughs> DP, are you doing dancing videos on the TikTok and stuff? <laughs> what are you doing on the TikTok? No, it's for my soccer team. I'm not really doing much with it yet, but I started it oh. for my I, I coach a a U twelve girls soccer team. And uh, oh, I'm man. gonna start putting out some drills and stuff on there. Ah, uh, I love it. So you got the Charlie Brown shirt on. You always have a hat on. You wrote this today. great article today. What is that? What is on the hat? Thanks. Who that? Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll get to it's the Saints in a second, of course. <laughs> it's a nice one. Um, let's address a couple points in this article that people can find. Uh, your, your Twitter account's at David Purdom, but it's on ESPN today about this micro betting and in-game betting and prop betting and all this stuff. After you wrote it, you talk to people, you talk to Vinny out here in Vegas and stuff. What do you think as far as is this really the future of betting or are they telling us it's the future of betting? Uh, probably a little bit of both. I do think that it is growing and eventually it's going to overtake point spread betting, which, you know, for every 
40 years or however 80 years, I believe uh, point spread has been the, the, the betting way to uh, bet on the NFL or, or, or any basketball uh, as well. Um, these prop betters are coming from the next generation. Um, you know, I'm a dinosaur when I, when I sit around and bet pregame point spreads and that's what all I do. Um, the new generation is not like that. So I do think it'll take over. And I do think the books want it to, because what really stood out to me was one stat from FanDuel. Only 11% of parlay legs included point spread, money line, or over under total. 11%. That means oh, you know, 89% are coming from props. At any time you can generate more parlay handle, more parlay bets, that's good mm. for the book. So as long as they're um, willing to parlay those things, I think that books will encourage it. What does that do if Vegas books hear that, that 89% of parlaying right now is being done through prop betting and not side and total betting? How does that influence the future of bookmaking here in Las Vegas? Does that cause people to want to change? Or like Dave said, they don't care because they want the hundred dime bet to come in and they're perfectly comfortable taking a whale play on one side versus individually getting involved with a prop bet parlay. Interesting. Cause you still only have a couple books that are, um, you know, kind of restrictive to the old Vegas style, uh, super book, uh, South point circa, um, where, you know, you're looking for the big whales to come in, they're taking larger bets uh, and so forth, you know, but MGM, Caesars, um, th they have uh, books in other states, right? And they have these massive prop menus. So I, I think if the, now, I guess we should probably mention that those other books like, like DraftKings and FanDuel aren't exactly turning profits. Uh, so if the sports books suddenly see, oh, wait, now they have all our clientele, now they're turning profits, then I do think that Vegas will have to adjust uh, somewhat. All right. So you called yourself a dinosaur and we're close to the same age and I'm going to beat you at pickleball the next time we get together. There's no <laughs> question about that. You're the favorite, but I'll, I'll take the plus money. I'll bet on myself. Okay. Um talking about a dog in that situation all right is it too much on the menu like is, are we going into cheesecake factory with a really big thing of sports betting because i hear this from people it's almost paralysis by analysis when you open up one of these things and you see all of these micro bets sometimes you go to the store hungry you end up with too much food is it too much like, and you're always talking about responsible gaming. We've talked about this off the air. We've talked about this personally, different things. Is it too much too soon in your opinion at all? Can you see that argument? I don't really see it from a responsible gaming perspective. I do get lost in the menus, right? When you're trying to scroll through those on your phone and you're scrolling up and up and up and looking for whatever you can find. And uh, that does become difficult to me. I don't think we've perfected the art of, uh, basically a search function on these uh, uh, sports books yet that have these large menus. Uh, I did just take a test drive of Bet G MGM's new new app, and, and, and they did have a, a prominent search function across the top uh, that you could put Aaron Rodgers in, and it, all his prop bets would come up or something like mm. that. So uh, that's an advancement I think we'll see. From a problem gambling standpoint, it's, it's all about uh, control, right? It, it's all about 
about making sure you're not betting more than you should be. And just because there's these other options or a larger menu to choose from, I don't think that necessarily uh, stimulates any sort of problem gambling concerns. Uh, a lot of people will talk about the instant gratification and these props, as Vinny said in the, in the article, you know, they give action throughout the game, even if the score is out of hand. Games decided mm. you may have a receiver that needs two more catches. You, you're still in the game. So I, I don't necessarily think it's an instant gratification thing. So just increasing the menu on player props, that doesn't really uh, ring a bell or an alarm for me in terms of problem gambling. Dave, Zach, the hat in the chat wants to know if you're being dressed for a gender reveal today because you're wearing pink and blue. Really? <laughs> That's a phenomenal line. Sorry. I didn't get that, get that out Zach. there. That's a great line. Attention to doing the interview. I'll get you afterward. Get Perdom out here. I'll get you, Zach. Don't worry. I'll see you. In terms, David, in terms of along the same lines, like we know that they want to parlay everything. David and I talk a lot about correlated parlays and that Vegas is right. very com- very concerned about correlated parlays. And they don't want your, your ability to just stack it up, get a big return on a small bet, because if one thing happens, chances are something else is going to happen. Like, you know, Chris Paul assists, and then you go ahead with yeah. the, you know, who is he passing the basketball to? Who's going to score the most points? Who's going to get the most rebounds? You just correlate it all together. Other books, other jurisdictions are fine with it. Is Vegas going to have to not just evolve from a menu perspective, but also from a rules perspective as to what it lets gamblers do? Probably. Uh, eventually, Vegas is, is going to have to evolve. We all have to evolve. This is a changing dynamic. Um, they were going to have to evolve whether there was legalization or not. You got to always, you know, create the new self. I just watched the Elvis movie. Uh, you know, he had to create himself two or three times. And I think that's going to be the same for this business. You're going to have to find different ways uh, to meet the customer demand. And as sad as it is, in 10, 20 years, I'm not that customer anymore. I probably am already not that customer anymore. we got a next generation that are coming up. And you mentioned the correlated parlays. That's dangerous, right? These single game parlays are dangerous. I, I wrote a little a little antidote from a, a better, a professional better named Porter, um, who, who was watching Carolina Buffalo last, uh, I think it was week 15, last NFL season. And the Carolina kicker goes down in warmups, you know, comes up hobbling, takes him off, only kicker on the roster, active roster. So yep. they're throwing out quarterback back, trying to cue and kick. So he starts parlaying. You know, anything under field goal, longest field goal, under number of field goal attempts, everything and everything. And so when something like that happens, these same same game parlays and player props are more dangerous than, than typical. If a player be injured, you try to, you know, try to parlay it on the uh, point spread. It's just not as focused, I guess, is, is probably what I'm trying to say. So we know a lot of the same people on the other side of the counter, too. The sharp community, the rhombuses and the parallelograms, like I like to refer to them, and that is a perfect story uh, and lead into this question. What do we tell them? Because the books are telling us this is the future, but it's not the future for them because you can't bet it because they're going to be better at it than the books. And they're going to pick them apart and they're going to do all the things that like I know they can do. I've seen they can do. and. Up to this point, I'm kind of a trusted voice. They tell me they're doing it. <laughs> like they tell me these things, and and I know where the holes are. And the books are going to find out the recreational books, soft books, whatever the term is. What do we tell the sharp guys, David? Like when we go to Bet Bash next time, and we when we're sitting with these people, what do we tell them? I'm going to tell them the same thing as I would tell the bookmakers. It's you got to evolve. You got to change. You cannot do the same thing 
that you did in one money 10 years ago. You have to change. And there was another little anecdote in there about how when it was just offshore sportsbooks books putting up and they put up uh, props on, on Sundays only and there only be a handful. Well, pretty much you could bet under on every one of those because the books at that time were basically taking the season average and any kind of matchups were not really factored into over under Brady passing yards or whatever. And these guys would just bet under, 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 under. Well, the books finally caught up and that's not a probable, uh, you know, scenario anymore for them. So uh, betters are always going to have to evolve. And the more and more I hear from them, it's less and less about the actual handicapping and it's about distribution. Can you get enough outs? Can you get enough volume down? You've got the edge. You've established it. Can you get the volume down? And that's the tricky mm-hmm. part. It's really interesting because we talk a lot about, you know, players getting limited and how the $10 better is wanted at certain books and certain books don't want winners. What does parlaying, what does prop betting do when it comes to, if we're all going this way, do handle, do the books have to take bigger bets? Do they have to be more comfortable with the liability potential that could come from a 10 leg prop parlay that you put together? I don't know if they take bigger bets, but they got to get better technologies. They got to get better visibility for this liability that they're, you know, they don't have. If you go back to week 17, that Chargers Raiders game, when they, you know, a tie suddenly got them both in the playoffs. Well, that liability built and built and built. And when I talk to some of the sports books, they're like, you know, we can't really tell because so many people were going so many different ways with it. Guys were parlaying, you know, plus three or the score to end an even number. And they didn't have the, the, the you know, the, the visibility that to really know. So that's where it gets dangerous in my point. So I, I in my perspective, I think uh, uh, better technology, better visibility of the light ability caused by these single game parlays is going to be important and uh, you know matthew david uh, those shark guys over at huddle gaming that provide a lot of things that's something they're trying to figure out too how, how to make sure the books are are keeping track of the liability on this that was one of the challenges i mean back when i was offshore we, we had to figure out how do we tell how much we lose if this happens to come in like and yep. there was trying to explain it to a programmer who's just trying to figure out the code and get away from you it's very hard to speak two different languages in that spot. All right, last one for me, DP, before we let you go. NFC South, you're wearing the Saints hat. <laughs> over under season wins, Saints. You going over? You going under? No, I'm going under. We lost our best player, which was Sean Payton. I mean, what he did last year, in my opinion, was one of his best coaching jobs. We were so banged up. Lose our quarterback. No Michael Thomas all year. You know, that, uh, you guys remember that game against the Dolphins on Monday night? We were playing Ian Book as our quarterback. <laughs> it, it, we just did not look good. And, and Peyton somehow made us scratch out a, a 500 record or a 9-8 and eight record, whatever yeah. we were. Uh, with him gone, no, if he thought that the roster had potential, you think he would retire at the end of that year? I don't think so. Uh, so I, I, I'm not, uh, I'm a little pessimistic on my Saints. Plus, Jameis just got hurt yesterday, so we'll have to see how that plays out. Oh, boy. DP, great article, man. Nice job. Great work. Keep it up. We'll talk to you down the line again soon on the show. Really appreciate your time today. Enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. See you, that boys. Thank you. David Purdom at David Purnham on Twitter to follow him. ESPN Shock. Great article on the future of prop betting, which we can get right into the TikTokification of sports betting. Because that's the other article that came out today from SBC America. Yep. That they are saying that we're going to have a TikTok because that's what Jake Paul is going to do. 
Now, the one part that we didn't talk about yesterday, which I was unaware of until I read the article today, is the number of former and current athletes that this new operation is going to employ. Because as of right now, they're not a book. So like no. Ezekiel Elliott is involved with this. They're like, a media company. Active NFL players are yes. involved with this because they haven't been given a book yet. There are bookmakers who are saying good luck to Jake Paul because of the enormous undertaking that getting licensed to run a sports book in any state, some are easier than others, but it's still a big undertaking. It's expensive. Got $50 million in the bank, supposedly, to go ahead and get you know, approved for all these different states to get licenses. But do you think people want this to be quick, easy, simple, 15 seconds in out type of betting? No, that's what that means. TikTok vacation means quick, fast, bang, bang, goodbye. Uh, you used that line last week. You said, even when it's bad, it's good. Mm -hmm. Talking about one thing. Right. <laughs> that's what this feels like. And I said, I pushed back and said, I don't think so. Even when that's good or that's fast, <laughs> bad, it's not good. <laughs> this isn't either, P. Ralt. It's not. I don't think it, it's, 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 all right. But DP said he's not good at it. I thought of so many people that are going to try it. It's going to be quick. It's going to be fast. They're going to lose. It's going to be quick. It's going to be fast. They're going to lose. They're going to, what the hell am I doing? I'm going to keep trying to do this. Well, like, all right. So, hold on. Let me give you the, this is the list of, of players and people. The owners of the 49ers, Celtics, and Marlins are involved with this. Yes. Travis Scott, the entertainer, is involved with this. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott is involved with this. Okay. Richard Sherman is involved with this. Des Bryant, Deshaun Jackson, Braxton Berrios. Um, let's see. There, there all these names that don't really make a lot of I sense. I would bet if yep. we could, and we'd have maybe have some people in the chat find this out. I bet they all have the same agent or their agents work together. Probably. Right. But I got a great deal for you. I'm going to put you involved in this company. Well, it's going to remember, go up. it's a great point. That's what happened with CAA and the UFC. Okay. That's how all the actors and all the people who were involved with CAA, how they all got a clip in, in a piece of the UFC when they sold for $4.5 billion or whatever the number was. Yep. That's why Suri's the Ron and all you see all these superstars, you know, Octagon side, because they own a piece of it because their agency came in and said, let's invest some of your money into this property. You like, you know, sports or you like combat sports and fighting and yeah. let's stick some money in there and you know, you might get a big return out of it. So sure. yeah, absolutely. You're completely right about that. They, they probably are repped by the same agent and you know, there's a lot of capital, a lot of 305 ventures and Elizabeth street ventures <laughs> and Tampa Bay ventures and all these different, you know, VCs that are all getting involved with this. And that's where the 50 million LLCs, a yeah. lot of lawyers crossing T's dot and I's making sure everybody getting bags, first in, getting bag, making sure when they get out to get two bags. You know? Now, I don't know if this is true or not. And you think this person is not true, but I'll, I'll say it because it happened on the BVB Twitter account. We had a person who claims to be the head of trading at simple vet who wrote to us and said they wanted to come on the show. We're going to vet this person, see if they're real or not. And if they are real and they're really the, you know, the, the head trader at simple bet, I do have questions for them about how they're going to overcome latency. And he claims he has the answers as to how they're going to overcome internet latency to make this a reality, how they're going to do pitch by pitch betting and how they're going to do drive by drive betting. Golf is easy, simple sport. Baseball is easier. Football is eh. 
pitch by pitch though with baseball is really freaking hard. And we talked about that yesterday about how do you, you know, once the, the guy goes into the, mo- the pitcher starts his motion, the bets get shut off. Well, how do you know when the motion starts? How do you know on the rubber, off the rubber, whatever it might be? So I, I am curious. I am interested to see how simple bet plans on doing this because Jake Paul is the figurehead. It's simple bets technology. They're right. just using it the same way that Penn used Barstool. You just want someone with a big audience who can come out and say, this is how I'm going to bet. I don't know. It's really interesting. I, I, I go back to the MMA coach that we talked about, um, Kraus, a, a couple of weeks ago about the fact that he said he makes more money on gambling on, on, on MMA events than he does coaching MMA. <laughs> and it was just kind of like fascinating. Wow. Really? Like he's like, bet I, he's a, he's a bet every fight on every card that the UFC puts on. It's okay. like, huh? He's not the coach of a champ. He's a coach of a, of a UFC champ at the moment. So it's interesting to see like Nick Paul. I mean, uh, Jake Paul says he bets. Like, <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> like he says he bets. Like, I don't know. Like, ah, okay. Like you bet. Holy like shit. If like books waiting to take his bets right now. If he bets it, well, everybody's in trying to get to him and say, be a bet with me. Please come. Yes. Bring, Please. bring, bring, bring it on. So I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting idea though, because if you're a 21 year old kid right now, and you're used to watching and scrolling reels and TikTok. If you could somehow go to a book that gives you or tells you what to bet or t- or gives you plays, I don't Aaron know. Judges up right now. You want to bet him to hit a home run yesterday? Yeah, like it'll pop up right there. Yeah, right. Of course, right. And you on can your phone. do it right then. It's going to be on the stream, though. I, I mean, the the ticket. That's not really TikTok a vacation of betting to me, though. That's just the way that Europe has done it for years where you're watching a game on a platform and a little thing pops up and says, Hey, you want to bet this right now? And you click yes or no. It's going to be on your TV. Like Comcast and Verizon are both in deep conversations about how do they deliver sports betting through your remote control where it pops on your screen. Do you want to bet it? Yes or no. Hit the select button. Yes. Bam. Bet gets placed. Oh, people are going to love that. Oh yeah. That's what's coming. That's going to be on your screen. That's why. Isn't it's it easier. enough to be on the phone? Well, that's why the same. Why going to bother it, me on the TV? Because it's, that's, it, you would opt into it. Do you want to link your gambling account to this broadcast? No. It's going to say yes or no. You say yes, your gambling account, you enter it in. But Amazon, you know, if you're watching Amazon, then the natural next step to Amazon having a broadcast for Thursday Night Football is to have the alternative broadcast. And the alt, bro- the alt broadcast will be nothing but betting and nothing but clicks and links you can that's, click on. To. That's fine. That's where that's I think that's forcing the gambling stuff on the non-gambling audience is where they're going to they're not going to be successful. I would but agree. If it's a gambling audience, an alternate broadcast, the people are familiar with it or want more of it and have a means to get it, they will go to it like you say, catnip. Like they'll flock would you, to it. Would you watch an alt broadcast of just gambling? I'm not the market. Just I wouldn't watch it. Said. I'm not the I wouldn't market. watch it. I, I would find it to be. It would actually would hurt my ability to. Did bet. you watch the Manning cast? But that wasn't betting, though. It was entertainment. If they're talking betting, I I've I've watched ESPN's cast when they've done their alternative casts. Yeah, I've watched them and I've said this is interesting. It's unique. It's cool. And then I changed the channel. 
I mean, it actually hurts me. I don't like to hear what other people think in real time. Like I like, I love when you and I talk out place. I love when we're breaking games, either Westgate, Circum, Contest, NFL, my bets, whatever. I mean, I, I do, I was talking to someone the other day about this. I do so much better when I actually sit down and talk to somebody and I hear myself say the things I'm saying in my head. It lets me kind of go, oh, and then I hear something coming back. I'm like, oh, it's even better. And it lets me kind of codify what I want to do and lets me sharpen the opinion that I'm going to have on the game. If I'm listening to somebody else tell me what they think, it messes me up. Like I don't, I, I can't, I'm not having that interaction. They're talking at me, not with me. That messes me up. I actually, so I can't watch those broadcasts. It actually so, hurts me. So if we set up <clears throat> a Twitch channel yep. <clears throat> where me and you are doing this during the game, mm-hmm. they say we're doing this show or we're doing an in-game type discussion, looking at, you know, that's mm-hmm. where we have people come and watch and we just kind of talk it through where people can ask questions, fire at us in the chat, you know, whatever. Do you think people would listen to that or watch that? If we had the broadcast. You have to have the broadcast. You know this. You've done this. You have to have the broadcast. It helps to have the broadcast. I mean, it makes it better. Yes. But remember, we're behind what's actually happening. Right. You know, so they can watch the app and know that we're seeing it. They're seeing it. Literally a play behind in football. Right. I think football is going to be so telling this year. And I think two things with this TikTok defying of sports betting. One, the latency issue is huge. I mean, it mm-hmm. can't it can't be successful if it's not on the same time. It's nope. I mean, you want to TikTokify it and make it instant, this, that, whatever. Got to be on the same time. And two, how is this people and Paul and they're going to get a license? Like you're going to go to a state and say, sure, we're going to, I mean, some states are just, you know, rubber stamps. I went to West Virginia. I got a license in 15 minutes. I got a license to to be a sports book director in 15 minutes. They knew I was coming and I'm from Pittsburgh and the way things work sometimes in places back East, they probably work that way here. I just, you know, haven't seen it too, too often mm-hmm. um, where they kind of green light things and then ask questions later. <laughs> that might happen. But this sounds like a lot of shit's got to be checked, rechecked, checked again to say, yeah, let them in, change the business, do this, yeah. do that without really checking. Well, here's my question too. That list I read was only partial, but every one of those people, and you know this more than I, about the uh, application process here in Las Vegas for Nevada and the gaming board here, don't they have to vet every single person who's involved with your company? At a certain level up, it's um, one of the guys used to call it a proctology exam. Right. <laughs> it goes, you have, all, you have all these venture capitalist places, like... Good luck getting into the harder states, the New Yorks, the Jerseys, it's not gonna Vegas. Happen. It's just not going to happen. They're going to yeah, have a figurehead, what they call it, like a key employee. Right. Keep those very limited. And those are the people that are, you know, lily white clean. Like just that there ain't no, they ain't got to worry about getting too far back and finding right. something. Below that level, you have to go through the licensing process. Different states. You know, I had to go get fingerprinted every year. I had to go, you know, every two years and take training and then 
some certain things happen at a book and we had to go every year for the training for the money laundering and all the other things. So then I went to West Virginia, right? I had to do the same training. And ironically, the story about the training of what could go bad with the anti-money laundering, all this stuff was the stuff that went on in CG. Uh, okay. <laughs> they used the actual yeah. story. And you're like, I can tell you. But I, I I'm have- reading this stuff. I'm going, whoa. <laughs> I know. Like, I was there. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Did that? I, oh. I worked there. Yeah. You guys believe this? I was with you want the real bunch. story. <laughs> hey, that's wrong, by the way. That like slide seeds. Uh, that's wrong. Oh, I didn't, I didn't yeah. say nothing. I just tried to advance through the slides as fast as I could before any. Where did didn't happen? Again? Slide seed uh, didn't happen. Don't worry about yeah. that. But wait a minute. You were why were you fingerprinted every year? Do, Part of the process. Do people's fingerprints change once you do it once? Aren't you in the system? Yeah, but it was the fingerprints were. Maybe they were every two years. Uh, you had to go every year for something. Okay. $75. I mean, the, the, in, in Vegas, they they come to you. Like the fingerprinting wow. companies literally come to the casino. Like you call and say, hey, I need fingerprints done. Yeah. You schedule an appointment. They show up wherever you're working in the blackjack pit, dice pit, sports book. Do the fingerprints. It's all electronically done. It's, you know, but right. I know. But why isn't it? I, I, my same question though. Fingerprints don't change, right? Your fingerprints are your fingerprints. Everybody's got to wet their beak, P. Rowe. I mean, the fingerprint <laughs> company's got to get 75 out of you for everybody. There's a lot of casino sense. employees. I guess. I, I don't know. I, I do this once. My hand doesn't change. I'm not cutting. I'm like a psychopath. I'm cutting my fingernails. My, my, my fingerprints. I got to make sure it's you. I don't know. They put the licensing procedure thing through again. Everybody makes 75. I don't know. Oh, I, don't know what I it guess was. that might be the case. If you're using a different person's license to get to, to use your name. So they want to make sure they double check every time that it's the same person under the same license as number. they renew the license. And yes. it has to, and it has to match your fingerprints have to match the previous application. Okay. That I can understand that. Yeah. That would make, that makes more sense to me. Yeah, because if you show up as Dave Sherpin to work at the book and your fingerprints don't match, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I people they could hire you names. on a resume. I could have all the documentation so I look like you. And then eventually I got to get run that I actually am you. Mm-hmm. So you, you get a first time, you know, master set, if you will. And then they play off that every two years to make sure it's still you every time. All right. That, that, that makes sense to me. Okay. I didn't get why you need to be fingerprinted every two Turns years. Out I've worked with like people probably in witness protection that were here. I've worked oh. with, you know, convicted felons and yes. like you get, I mean, it's, it's hard to get that through that licensing thing, but if you find a way to hide that and you get a license, you can write tickets in a book, you can be a supervisor and then you can't work once they find out your past about all that. It's, it's hard. I mean, it's a, it's a stringent process here. Because there's so much to lose, like by having not procedures done. I mean, I can and only imagine what it was like it back too. in the day, like to get a license. That's why that movie Casino mm. is so, you know, probably hit close to home for a lot of people because Ace couldn't get a license. Just wouldn't give him a license. <laughs> you wanted to be on TV. I need to be on TV. <laughs> First time I ever heard the word platform. It gives me a platform, right? 
Oh, he was platform. the beverage manager. Remember beverage that? Manager. You could have had the beverage job. I wanted to be on TV. You're damn right. I wanted to be on TV. I can fight back. <laughs> what an awesome movie. Oh, I love it. So, so good. good. All right. Kevin Durant yesterday decided to destroy his trade value by walking into the Nets and saying, I want the GM fired. Sean Marks by. I want the head coach fired. Steve Nash by. If you say no, I'm wanting to be traded today. This is said to the you know, acting president owner, if you will, of the Nets, who then went to Twitter to reaffirm, I love my GM, I love my head coach. <laughs> what the hell happens now? <laughs> I mean, like, what now? This is going to be a big staring contest? This like, is your guy. He's going to Boston now. Okay. I, I mean, I, I and, and every day that Kevin Durant stays a net, I'm pulling more and more assets out of that deal and saying, nope, not giving you that. Nope, not giving you that. Nets are going to go to training camp with this dude. Good luck. They might get him for a ball rack at, right? at some point, like at this point. Um, one, I'm amazed at the ability of the players now to kind of dictate their procedure, their, where they end up, all this stuff. Like you just walked in and said, uh, if you don't get rid of everybody, I'm not playing here. Trade me. Pretty strong. Um, very, very great for, for us for content <laughs> entertainment. I was like thinking if I was in the book immediately, 25 to one, fuck it. That's the that's oh, jump it up. Take who in the hell is going to bet. This is what we always go back to. Yeah. Right. And I see the boys put it, print it on the shirt. You can put this on a shirt. Who in the hell is going to bet blank? And use it for the Nets right now after that. Because they either make a choice where they get rid of <laughs> and the guy comes in with the public acknowledgement. He's he's back in the GM and the coach, which means they're gonna keep Kyrie. They're gonna send KD out. Who's gonna draw up the place? Because it ain't like Nash kind of real. I mean, like Nash, right. I don't know what he does. I think that's why. I mean, that's a big exposure, right? That obviously we learned that Steve Nash is a figurehead and doesn't do anything. And Kevin Durant's like, I'm not playing for that guy anymore. And I don't want to play for Sean Marks anymore because he's the GM building the whole thing. And he gave Kyrie the extension, which probably didn't want Kyrie to get the extension. Now, as we're kind of finding out, he didn't really want that either. So now he wants to be sent packing. Got three years left on a deal in the prime of his career top 10 player in NBA history. And this dude is available right now for what team wants to go get him. Nets are 15 to one today on FanDuel to win the NBA championship in 2022, 23 Celtics four and a half are plus four fifty. bucks are plus five fifty. Warriors are plus six fifty to win the upcoming championship. If, if Boston gets Kevin Durant at four and a half to one, what do they go to? To win it all. Plus 200, plus 150. I mean, they're the favorite at plus 450. Right. Can't go much lower. With Durant, they can't go much lower. Wow. I mean, there'll be books that'll cut it in half. Yeah, They'll go to plus 225 or plus $2 because yeah. people will bet it. But never forget last year. That's... Lakers. People bet the Nets and the Lakers. They <laughs> yeah. took plus two dollars and plus yeah. two fifty, like they were stealing. Yep. They were driving in Brinks trucks, just like the movies. Oh man, I can't wait! Big better report from from our guys in the business, all of our friends that you know do that stuff. Better just walked into blank here in Vegas and bet 
10,000 on the Lakers to win the championship. Return would be 80,000. 30,000. Yeah. No, it was three to one. Yeah, I sure won. Yeah. And well, and it was donation. like a donation. Please, people, just tell the not <laughs> tell the truth, but I mean, like, say it might win, but say it will lose $10,000 when you take these bets. It's fun, fun to talk about. Oh, so you I think the tweet should say to return if the ten thousand dollar bet to win thirty, it should also be to lose. If 10, by 000. some fucking miracle the Lakers <laughs> win a championship, that's if you really. I don't know if that fits the whole two eighty characters, but that's what it should say. Tell Fox, tell Patrick, tell all the boys. I'll tell Jacob. I'll tell myself. Stop putting that shit on there. It, it's, I agree. It's going to win. It ain't going to win. No, it's it's. Used to I, make I, fun I, of me when I was in a book. I would tweet these things: the Minnesota Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl. No, they're not. They haven't ever. You want to take a shot of flyover country? Sorry, Spence. The Vikings <laughs> haven't say, won. I was about to say, I, that's not me. That was me. <laughs> that was me. I got don't you on at, the football. The Vikings. Don't come, don't come at me. Uh, your uh, man got real me fired up with that talk about all the football yesterday. I can't believe all these people think that. Never mind. Go ahead. Told you. All right, real quick. Serena Williams is retiring after the U.S. Open. Is she the greatest female athlete you've seen? Because she is for me. Greatest female athlete? Wow. In my lifetime? Yeah, top three, right? Like, I mean, as far as longevity, who did it longer at that level? Can't think of anyone off the top of my head. I'd have to really go back and look. Great domination. Was so good. For so long. I mean, un, I mean, an incredible, incredible career for her and what she what she accomplished. Like, did you I mean, see that it, movie? Yes, yes. The girls and I haven't seen it. Should I right. should I watch it with them or should they 100%, watch it? Hundred percent. I've been told this repeatedly. I just I, it's, I don't believe it's best picture. I don't believe that Will Smith should have won the Oscar, but. King Richard is a really good movie. Yeah. Really. It's a good movie. It's a good father daughter movie on sports. Right. Um, sacrifice doing what your kids need to be done. Sometimes it's the harder thing to take the, the harder trip to make with your kids. Truth. Oh. Um, but it's really, I mean, I think you in particular, given the number of hours you have spent on a, on a diamond working with your, with your girls and whether it be your daughters or your kids that you coach, you'll find, you, you'll really like it. It's yeah. You'll really, really like it. I mean, but she's 40 years old. She wants to have, a, you know, expand her family. It's just stupid. Her career, her earnings, her, everything is just dumb. I mean, she's just what she got. She has four gold medals. I didn't, I didn't realize that she has four Olympic medals. I was like, my goodness gracious. Is that, I mean over 16 years because they're every four years she yeah. that's that i mean think about that <laughs> she has 73 career singles titles she has four i mean she started playing as a 14 year old she was out there i mean venus wow. and her have 14 major doubles titles combined with her and venus she's the second highest paid female athlete in the world she was last year despite not playing very often uh, i mean it's just it's an amazing, amazing career. So best of luck to Serena. I mean, it just, she gave us years and years of incredible, incredible tennis. How'd she stay healthy that long? Like, right? just, that's that's, that's right? one of those things that you look at and go, wow. 
23 majors. She's won 23 majors going for the title, tying the 24 mark this year, this week with the U S open coming up. It's amazing. It'd be fun it's if there was one more run left, but it probably is not going to happen. Yeah. And she's been slowing down. I mean, she's 40. I mean, she's playing against kids that don't even, I mean, tennis is a 16 year old, 17 year old, 18 year old woman's game. She's 40. Like she's not supposed to be out there right now doing what she's doing, given yeah. where we've seen the game go and how you know dominant these younger teenagers have been on the on, on, the, on the women's circuit. So, if a really cool, amazing career, and to watch her this week at the U.S. Open, it's definitely going to be fun to watch her perform. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, in complete and total disaster, who is Chris Sale? I've seen media members in Boston today call the Chris Sale contract the single worst contract in the history of Boston. Hold on. I knew this was coming. Hold on. I'm going to get my glasses. Get ready. Chris Sale, if you've not seen this yet, Chris Sale is done for the year after he broke his wrist and underwent surgery Monday. He pitched five and two thirds innings, Dave. That's what Chris Sale pitched this year. Five and two thirds innings. Heim Bloom said Chris Sale had played catch on Saturday at Boston College. He then took his bike to get lunch. He hit something going down a hill, falling off of his bike, breaking his ankle, sorry, breaking his wrist rather, needing a surgical repair to that wrist. Third year of a $145 million contract extension, which he has thrown a grand total of 48 and a third innings. 48. <laughs> We're going to we see. So Cal to do the math there. Somebody wanted the math oh. guys do the math. How many innings, how much money he made per inning. Um, Alcantara is going to throw 48 innings this month. It's week, baby. <laughs> this month. Right. He's going to throw 48 innings in August. That's right. This dude is in the third year. He missed the entire 2020 season with Tommy John. Nine starts last year. I, I mean, the Red Sox absolutely suck out loud. They're 54 and 56. They're in last place. Their ERA is 22nd in baseball. I mean, it is unbelievable, this story involving Chris Sale. Oh, yeah. I'm just glad that I'm not emotionally tied to this Red Sox team because I don't like this team. And I haven't watched much of this team because they're hard to watch. Right. But. For those people who watch baseball every day, who watch the Red Sox every day, who live yeah. and breathe Red Sox baseball, yeah. this is a catastrophe of a season. <laughs> I mean, they want everyone gone. It's wild. And it, it's tough with Alex Cora because he obviously won a championship and he's obviously been a guy who came back last year and made a run in the postseason. And he seems to be like the guy. But this isn't Alex Cora's fault. But Heim Bloom, the GM, could very well, this might be it. He might really? be out. Yeah, Ooh. there's a lot of angry, angry Ooh. people. The trade deadline didn't go all that well. And, you know, if they don't re-sign Bogarts, if they if they don't give Devers an extension, if J.D. Martinez walks for nothing, damn. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, they just, Jackie Bradley Jr., a guy who was a big part of their, you know, own 18, 19, 20 run, he got cut. They DFA'd him. They couldn't find a home for him. They had to cut right. him. He couldn't hit his way out of a paper bag. Great glove, great arm, but couldn't yeah. hit, save his life. I mean, the Red Sox, it's weird to look at the Red Sox and go, who is the best starting pitcher on the Red Sox and who will be the best starting pitcher on the Red Sox in the next two years? We don't know. Like, they need a blockbuster trade for somebody elite 
And Heim Bloom is from the Tampa Bay Rays world of we don't do that. We develop talent. We develop our farm system. We're not going to go crazy and overpay, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Why the owners like this guy. <laughs> but you want to call them the Red Sox, and I'm fine with it because they are bad, bad, bad. George Mason said it's not the wife, it's the bike. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> not the wife, it's the bike. That's so that's, that's a great line. It's uh that's so a it's, mess. I mean, was it an electric bike at least? Like what the hell? No happened? idea. Probably, who knows? These stupid electric bikes. I watched these old geezers up here in Summerlin try to control these things and they're gonna kill themselves because they're all like flailing around and trying to stop they the go bike. They go kind of fast sometimes. Like they you go can, really you fast. Move. I saw a seven, I saw probably a girl no older than the age of nine the other day flying through my neighborhood yeah. on one of these things. And I was like, that's not safe. Like no. you're nine years old. Like yeah. these things need to have governors on them. And yes. like, it's yeah, but yeah. probably was an electric bike. It's probably why he flipped over his handlebars and broke his wrist and <laughs> just give me a break. He broke his pinky on a line drive coming back on a second start after coming it, off the rehab. Yeah. You, you never should field something barehanded like that. Oh. It just, it's just, you have to have that instinct. But now, I mean, Stevie Max said it's $3 million an inning that the Red Sox are paying him. That's $3 million an inning. And ain't even good innings. It's not enough. No. Um, bad, bad, bad. Yeah, your guys are... Uh, he didn't even bring... I mean, the problem is, is like, is like Chris Sale was part of a championship team, and you're like, okay, but you gave him this big extension, and everybody was like, don't give him the extension, and then you did. And that was the problem, because a lot of people were against it, saying, hey, we don't know what this guy's look like later on. He's thin. He's frail. He always wears out. You know, he gets tired. He's much, you know, looking at Kershaw and how where Kershaw goes in his career. Kershaw's back is back being a problem for him. He's on, you know, he's banged up. Like these older guys now, because there's no steroids to keep them into their 30s. Are wearing oh, out like, here you go again, telling people everybody's on steroids. No, they're not on steroids. I'm saying because people aren't on steroids anymore. We aren't watching a 38-year-old go out there and throw 200 innings. Unless it's they're not Justin anymore. Verlander. Well, he had Tommy John surgery in the last year, and there's been rumors about that for years, about, about that. It's the Astros, for goodness sake. So, like, I mean. My eight-year-old Kendall said to me yesterday, when are you going to wear Astros stuff on one of your shows? And I said, why? What do you mean? She goes, well, because the Astros cheated, and I want to know when you're going to wear it, so I'm going to troll you. I was oh, like, Setting what? you up. She's yeah. setting you up. She's eight. I don't think she's paying attention. She's listening to everything. I don't even know where she got that. The Astros are cheaters, but that's the mentality for a lot of people, even the kids. And I always say to oh, kids, yeah. no. I'll ask you this before we move on. Yeah. So at this point in the season, in the book, you move the future odds. Mm. And you add a zero <laughs> to prices mm. and you go, well, I hope somebody comes in and bets this. But usually don't take no more bets on like a team like the Red Sox. But they're 250, 250 to one right now to win mm -hmm. the World Series. Mm -hmm. Would you let your worst enemy bet on the Red Sox to win the World Series right now? How much money? <laughs> like $5? Okay, sure. $5. It's 20. Know, 20 bucks. No, I wouldn't let him. No. I wouldn't let him bet. Value. <sighs> there's the word again. <laughs> hey, there's value on the Red Sox. They might somehow, <laughs> some way find their way in because a dumb wild card. They're not dead. They should be dead. 
I hate that stupid wild card. I hate the ghost runner more, but I hate the third wild card even more. I mean, really just, <laughs> it's just going to be good. Days. I'm telling you, the baseball playoffs are going to be better as they good as they've been. It's going to be even better. Just when we have your Red Sox in them. Yeah. Sub 500 team in there. Can't wait. Let's go. Yeah. There are going to be no sub 500 teams in there. Going to be close. It's going to be close. We'll see where we go at the end. But as of right now, let's see. Right now, the last wild card team is 59 and 52 in the American League. Seven games over 500, by the way. And 61 and 51. 10 games over 500, by the way. So, but it drops fast. (laughs) One of them teams is going to make it. Brewers are 58 and 50, 58 and 50. Giants are 54 and 55. That would be the one that would surprise the shit out of me if the Giants actually would get back into this. If they, yeah, 49 and 59 Diamondbacks. Baltimore is 57 and 52. Guardians are 56 and 52. White Sox are 55 and 53. Red Sox are 54 and 56. They're only four and a half games back. back. They're four and a half games back. They suck so what, bad. This is what's going to happen, though. You know this, right? They're going to put together a string of like 10 games where they go nine and one. And they're going to have everybody believe they're back in it. They're not dead yet. And then get killed in the playoffs. Oh, the time bloom, if they make it, the problem is if they make the postseason, whether it be even one one series or not, <laughs> they make the playoffs. Time bloom keeps his job for sure. He's like, yeah, fire me. We made the playoffs. Like, what do you, what do you want? Like, we, we, we and, and they're like, definitely keeps his job. Devers is unbelievable. And he yeah. could put the team on his back into certain uh-huh. games. He's just like, let's go. I'll, you know, drive in four runs. We're going to win four, three. Like, yep. he's just that good. Bogarts is very good. And then you've got spot guys who will pop up for Dugo and whatnot. And JD will get hot, you know, a bunch of doubles or whatever. Their lineup can win baseball games. Their pitching staff is not great, but they've got legitimate. I mean, Evaldi is a legitimate starter and Rich Hill goes today. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's just one of the worst pitching staffs I've ever That's seen. For the Red Sox. Eh. Yeah. Rich Hill. Eh. <laughs> it's eh. one of the worst pitching staffs I've ever seen for the Red Sox. And normally when their starters suck, their bullpen's elite. Their bullpen's not that good either. It's uh-uh. okay. And uh-uh. they don't have the ability to catch or field or throw. So, like, they just don't do fundamental baseball. They score runs, and that's it. They have an, they have a, an offensive lineup. They're built like a video game team, and that's yep. why they get knocked around and they lose so consistently because they blow leads and you know, they, they blow games late all the time. I mean, the Royals scored 13 runs on them yesterday. <laughs> 13 runs. The Royals. I'm going to bring that up. That's one. 13 5. Got their asses whipped. They like did. Like it's oof, to the Royals. Just so <laughs> bad. All right. Three games I want to get to for today. Uh, let's oh. talk about Cobb and Musgrove. Yep. San Diego's lost five games in a row. You're wearing the fit gear at the moment for the Padres, Dave. Yeah. How are they minus 175 today? Oh, um, man. Against the it's Giants? Just... <sighs> I don't know. That's it's 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 high. It's just one of them ones where like you're hoping they bet the Giants. I don't just, know. I, I mean, it, at some point, if it was us, let's say just all right. The market says one seventy five. Like let's put one sixty five now. Right at you know we're at eleven o'clock Pacific. Right. Let's let's put one sixty five. See if anybody lays it, please. Because I don't think this is only. I don't think this is going up. This is the peak. Uh, how am I going to get on a bet on a Padres right now from any, you know, from any bad guys? I don't think I am. Musgrove, I saw a pitch in person that 
it just didn't look the same. They, they had really good at bats. I mean, he got he was out of the game in the fourth inning against the Rockies. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he's supposed to bounce, but he hasn't been the same since the All Star break. His last few starts have not been good, and he was heading to be the top of the rotation guy. I mean, it right. was him and Darvish back and forth, back and forth. If Musgrove was there, okay. Um, I just did the show this morning with Wager talking. Teddy and Merrill, and Merrill said that Musgrove has never had 19 starts in a season. Today's his 19th start. So maybe he's getting tired. I don't know. Fatigue happens. I mean, we saw Max Scherzer yeah. last year in September. Right. He's got dead arm. Yeah. 175 is too expensive. That was uh, that's a too crazy high. number to me. Yeah, it's, either, it's Giants or nothing for me for that game. Uh, Bieber against Alexander. I'm only bringing it up because it's Shane Bieber. It's minus 190 against the Tigers. It actually feels kind of light to me. Really? I mean, I don't know. Alexander's not very good. No, you got to put it. I mean, this is a road team favorite. And you just said Cleveland's record. What are they, two games over 500? Uh, More more than that. But, yeah, they are. uh, Cleveland right now is four games, 56 and 52. 56 and 52. They're 27 and 30 on the road. That's a decent. It's not horrible. It's not minus one ninety. Doesn't correlate to that. But Bieber's Bieber, Bieber, <laughs> yeah. And you got to find a price where somebody will take Detroit. No, I don't, I don't know. Minus one ninety. Is that it? Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe it'll go higher. I wouldn't bet Detroit with your money. Stolen no. money. Nobody's yeah. money. I want I would, nothing to do with Detroit today agree. against. Yeah. Cleveland Bieber. and Bieber. Absolutely yeah. not. It's, it's it's favored or nothing for me on that game. Yes. And then finally, I bring it up because Carrasco and the Mets are minus 330 today <laughs> against the Reds. Is it high so, enough? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Imagine 330. It's 330. We've seen these, these monster favorites lose a lot this season in Major League Baseball when we start approaching three or four dollars. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is hello. I don't know. Reds live? Uh, think about it again. Who in the hell is going to bet Cincinnati <laughs> today? Yeah, true. Right? Carrasco, look at his numbers. He's been Anybody phenomenal. looking at the sheets or looking at the numbers, he's been really good. Mm-hmm. The Mets playing the, the horns and all this other stuff, the Reds are completely, I mean, back to being on pace to be the worst team in baseball. Um, Got to start somewhere. Miles will put up $3. Oh, <laughs> it'll lay it. Start it's, somewhere. You got to start somewhere. It's three twenty in places. It's three thirty five at Caesars. Well, Mike Miner is one and eight with a six point one nine ERA. Oh, New York sign. is three and three and one this year against Cincinnati. Carrasco now is twelve and four with a three point eight two ERA. I mean, and and Jimmy, Jimmy Miner stats again. Miner one and eight, six point one nine ERA for Mike Miner, lefty. He is. Yeah, and let lost. me bet the Reds. You've said it now <laughs> and you said it again. And then you come up and hand me money over the counter willingly. He's lost it's, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight starts in a row. <laughs> wow. This is getting to be close to our boy with the Nets. This is Corbin. Patrick Corbin. This is Patrick Corbin territory. Mike Miner might be auto fade rest of the way. Push the wow. like button, people. Get in the chat. Tell them it's Miner Day. Yeah. Corbin Day. It we might had be Freeland Day. Day. SoCal's abandoned Freeland Day, but 
His road ERA is 6.1. His home ERA is 6.25. 6.1 and 6.25? On the road and not home. Yep. And so he's on the road. He's on the road today. He's one and two on the road. Uh, he's given up 14 earned runs in 20 and two thirds innings. He's given that up five good. home runs, posing batting average of 302 on the road. We're hitting over Holy. 300. <laughs> We're hitting over 300. I missed this last night. This is a, this should have been. I should have included this in something. Mets run line. Well, no. The reason why I didn't want to bet Mets run line because last night it was minus one fifty five. Uh, tonight, right now, minus two hundred. It's minus one fifty four. Yeah. <laughs> it was one. It ain't going down. That's. I, I mean, I, I on principle, I am not betting run lines laying one fifty five. <laughs> Absolutely flipping not. No way. Instead, all the rhombuses and parallelograms are going to tell you to take the Reds plus money plus one and a half. It's not sharp. That'll be a better bet. That's a better bet. Good luck with that. You got minor working for you. Plus 128. It's a better bet. It's a bad bet, but it's a better bet. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. So it is time now for our second day of talking about our friends at Omaha Steaks for our Omaha Steaks searing hot take of the day. I love this. Summer's in full swing. You guys are going to go to omahasteaks.com. You're going to go get the American, all-American assortment package today. BVB. There's a little search bar. When you go to omahasteaks.com, it's a little search bar. Go BVB. You're going to see it's going to pop up. BVB and just the picks. Hit it. It's going to take you right to a link. It's about 128 bucks. They're taking 54% off this incredible deal. And I mean, you're getting fillets, you're getting burgers, 12 free burgers, by the way, but you're getting pork chops, you're getting Franks, you're getting uh, so much flipping food for this. Half off right now by using BVB, the promo code. You can also build your own perfect menu as well there if you would like. And it also comes with 12 free Omaha steak burgers for using the promo code BVB. Do it right now, omahasteaks.com, keyword BVB in that search bar at omahasteaks.com. All right. This is a story that I find to be absolutely hysterical. Aaron Rodgers goes on a podcast and he admits to taking a psychotropic drug in which he goes on a trip where he says when he came back down, it helped him go and win back-to-back MVPs. The NFL comes out and says this is not in violation of anything because Hayahuska is not on the drug policy list. Oh, Ryan McCarthy, it says ayahuasca. Just for ayahuasca. Excuse me. Thank you. Thank you, Farah. I yes. was waiting to somebody tell me how to say it right because I've ayahuasca. been reading it saying I don't know how to say this word. Positive test would not have been triggered on either. The substance abuse or performance enhancing substance policies collectively bargained by the NFL and the Players Association. Essentially what this is, and this is why this is a hot take in my mind. What this now says to me is that you can go find any drug that will give you whatever feeling, whatever you want, as long as it's not on the banned substance list. You're telling all the NFL players, hey, you want to get high? You want to go have fun? Just go find a, a substance that's not on the banned list and you're clean, you're clear, and you can talk about it publicly, talk about taking it. And everyone's like, yep, that's totally fine. Times have changed. <laughs> Times have changed, son. Like it, I mean, it ain't what? like it used to be. It's definitely different. Oh, my um, goodness gracious. I love that Aaron Rodgers is talking about this because it just shows you how out there he is outside the general circle 
of typical athletes. And he's using all sorts of alternative medicines and all sorts of different things. The man bun squeezing the head really tight. So he's out there trying all sorts of different things. Looks great. I got to admit, the man bun looks awesome. He cut it. It's gone now, actually. Um, and now it's just a mustache. He's got the he's got the the full blown 1970s cop mustache he's got going on now. How do how do you say the word again? Hayasaka, Hayuska, Hayuska, Ayahuasca, Ayahuasca. Sorry, Ayahuasca. It's, Ayahuasca. Only, it's only in place. It's not legal in the U.S. It's in places like the Amazon or like Brazil and whatnot. But, yeah. So he's using an illegal drug to go trip. You can't even bring this shit into country. No. <laughs> no. 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 That's uh, if I was 25, I 100% would be, would be would be trying this drug now. 100% if I was 25, you'd have to leave the country to go. Yeah, do but it. I would be all I would be so interested now to see what it was like because those were back back in the day when I actually was interested in this in this stuff of opening your mind and taking alternative substances and stuff. I 100% <laughs> like the amount of people who are going to be trying this drug now because of this story is absolutely through the roof. Certainly. So many people are going to be searching this out because it's here in Vegas. I, I've been I, I know people who have been offered it before here in oh. Vegas. So oh. it's here. I mean, you can get it. And now it's going to be everywhere. Everyone can't you get here. True. I think you can get anything and anything in yes. life here. But this is the drug now. And now this is going to be the thing that everyone's going to talk about because Aaron Rodgers took it. So everyone's going to want to experience it. And they now know that it was illegal here, but NFL players can take it, go to a club. You can go to, you know, you can go to wherever you want to go to take this, have a good time. And the NFL has just told you, guess what? No problems. We're all good. Don't got to worry about it. We're all good. <laughs> Why I does mean, our chat know so much about Iowa soccer? Because I don't know. I, I guess a lot of people like to take it. It's, it's something people have been known. Just people, curious. People have taken it. I don't know. We got some people that know some stuff here. If you... How long? Ask the chat. How long is the trip? Is it like... Oh. Is it five hours, six hours? How long is it? There's that was always my, that was on this. That was always my problem. When, when that was all, I, I couldn't. It, it was it's too damn long. Didn't like it. Every time I take substances, it just I got bad. You want to micro bet the trip? Oh, I, I like that's why mushroom tea is three hours. Bang, it was great. It was perfect. I was all into it. I loved it. Just give me like drinking. That's why I don't like drinking for long periods of time. Like going out for a short period of time, three hours, four hours, and go home. Like I did not like your having- attention span is like getting shorter as you're getting older. You like you need it quick. Um, I just I, I, I just need it to be. I don't need long things to happen to me over <laughs> and, be, and like drag me down and drag. Like it's it's tiring when you're on a substance. It's tiring. Like it wears your ass out. Really? And so you want to go home and sleep like you just like I want to go home. And But if you're unfortunately, you would wind up sitting there staring at the ceiling going, I can't sleep because you're still experiencing the substance. So it would piss me off. And I'd just be like, this is annoying. I don't like this. I want to go to sleep. I, I'm done with this. And, and, and it's not, you know, no, we're, we're not done with you. So this thing is going to be everywhere. This drug is going to now be everywhere in my mind. Everyone's going to be on this crap. I don't know what it is, though. I, I just know it's it, it's a thing right it's a it's a trip but how long is it do you see do you see stuff do you, do you feel funny is it euphoria i've never taken ecstasy so i have no idea what that's like no um so I, I the mdma stuff i've never taken so i don't know what that experience is like but is, is it <laughs> according to rogers he had some like euphoric breakthrough about loving everyone and loving his family and loving his teammates and he came back as a better human being Broke he claims girlfriend immediately i think yes he realized he didn't like her anymore. So get out of her. And then he's like, I'm the best teammate I could ever be. And he back-to-back -back MVPs. Oh, I mean, yeah. the proof's there. I mean, I, I don't know if it actually is like 
that's what the doors used to say, like taking pure LSD opened up your mind and you were able to see things in a much different way because it unlocks a portion of your brain that's locked away. And so LSD opens it. I mean, they're going to, they're already this message brought to you by Matt Peralta is not <laughs> using the show. <laughs> Just saying, it's interesting that this is now the NFL is like, hey, by the way, this drug is fine. Every other drug you can't take, but this oh, drug, no violation. Not, We're all good. Not, 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 There's no, no violation of it. Nope. Well, okay. This is, this is fine. You can only get it out of the country, but it's fine. Oh, I don't, I, I saw Anything else. Not good. Like, that's hysterically funny. Don't do to any me. parlays. If you're, we catch you doing parlays, you're out. <laughs> you're right. Don't be betting. If you're betting, you're, you're betting you for a year. You're yes. out. Taking a, a substance in, in, in the Amazon, all good. <laughs> we're, we're totally fine with whatever you want to do. It's completely and totally cool. Uh, all right. Time for our schedule of the day being brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Sports Million Four, Bostonian versus the book. We will be in this thing. I know a lot of people who are in this thing. People are signing up more and more. Circa four will deliver 6 million in guaranteed prizes, $1 million for the first place prize. This contest once again will not take a rake. Any fee goes right back into the prize pool. Each player makes five picks against the spread. Each pick worth one point. Most points you win a million dollars. Entries $1,000, three per player. For more information about contest rules and sign up information, log on to circusports.com. Player or sorry, schedule of the day, Oklahoma state, which is a top 15 team now in the coaches pool. Over under eight and a half. When's that other poll come up? AP poll? Yeah. I think next week. All I right. think the, the AP poll normally waits a little bit longer into camp before they make their announcement. It might be this week, though, but I know there's normally there's, some. Do not let us forget. Chat, do not let me forget. Keep an eye on it when that poll comes out because we're going to see if P. Rolt wins or loses that bet <laughs> with Andrew. <laughs> 50 bucks in that bet with Andrew. Andrew. But you've got a. It wasn't I mean, John and Iowa, though, right? John and Iowa, we met last night. John and Iowa was totally different. No, that's John and Iowa is, 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 is in Des Moines. Andrew is in Florida. So he's a Hawkeye fan. They hate each other. Hawkeye fans and Husker fans hate each other. So fan bases are at war. <laughs> Number 11 in the coaches poll okay. is Oklahoma State. A lot of hype coming in for Oklahoma State. People think this team could win the Big 12. People were kind of like sleeping on them a little bit, saying people should talk more about them. Spencer mm-hmm. Sanders, their quarterback, they've got some mm-hmm. running backs that really they want to watch and talented players. So eight and a half is the number for Oklahoma State. One ten on either side. One no ten. juice. No wow. juice either side. Good number. Good okay. number. Central Michigan, this damn number. We're good. Central Michigan is the opener at home on Fox Sports One on the first of September. It's a Thursday night game for the Cowboys. Yeah. It's a good game on Thursday night. I like this a lot. Is it? Yeah, I like that. I mean, I like this game. Like, no, I like the way they schedule this. Just have some Iowa soccer or what? what no, what do you I, <laughs> like this game. I like it not from a competitive standpoint. Oh. I like that they're playing it on a Thursday, September the first. I like the fact that right away they're scheduling it. It's a, it's going to get it's a primetime game. They're a top 11 team. If they go in there and blow the doors off central Michigan and look really good, the hype train will really start for Mike Gundy's team. People it's a 21 like, point spread. They're supposed yeah. to kill this team, but it's a primetime Thursday night game. There's no NFL football. It's a perfect scheduling spot. I like the game where they put it. I think it's really smart for Oklahoma state. It's against it, Penn state, Purdue and West Virginia. Oh no, it's after. Oh no. It's the same time Yeah, as Penn state. Purdue and West Virginia, Pittsburgh. So, so, I mean, it's good. It's Thursday, but I mean, I don't know how many people are going to watch. That'll be the least bet game of the day other than Tennessee hosting ball state. Interesting. 
Arizona State comes to town the next weekend on the 10th of September. Win. ESPN 2. I would agree. Arkansas Pine Bluff is a win, obviously. 3-0 start when they head to Baylor on the 1st of October bye week before they head to Baylor. They play three games and have a bye and then go to Baylor? Uh Uh-huh. What's the date of that game? October 1st. Let's see if uh, he's got a number on that one. October 1st. Pick. You're really getting good at these advanced numbers, sir. It's Baylor minus one. Okay. I would lean Baylor, but I'm not crazy about that at all. I think I think Oklahoma State can win that game. I'll They're, say Baylor wins it, so that keeps me at three. But I got four. I, I think, okay, I think they that's win fine. At, they win at Baylor. Yeah. Texas Tech comes to town October the 8th. Texas Tech comes to town. All right, that's a win. Four. I agree. I got them five and out at TCU. Oh, it's a tough one for them. It is. TC is not very good. I'll say they win. I do too. I got them opening yeah, up six, six and zero oh right now. And here we go. Okay, Texas at home, October twenty second. This is the trap game, but this is the trap game for Texas because Texas has got a run where they play um, Oklahoma the week before or after. uh, No, they play Oklahoma at the Oklahoma for Red River, home for Iowa State at Oklahoma State. It's the the three-game stretch that's going to make or break the season for Texas. This is the third of the games, the three games. I'll say Oklahoma State wins this. I'm at six. Oh my gosh, I gotta say a loss because I can't see them opening up seven and you know seven and zero. Right. So I'll, I'll say six and one at Kansas State and at Kansas the next two weeks. Do they win them both? No, they beat Kansas. They lose to Kansas State on the road, losing to Kansas State. They've done it before. It's a tough. It's a tough place yeah, for the Cowboys. But they to play. beat Kansas, so I'm at seven. Seven and two. I agree. I'll take it with you. Iowa State comes to town on the 12th of November. Oh, Oklahoma State wins that game. I agree. At Oklahoma for Bedlam on the 19th of November. It's a winnable game. I'll say they lose, but a huge game. That's 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 Oklahoma's six point six or six and a half point favorite. Oklahoma's. Um, Oklahoma's, yeah, in that game at South Point. I wrote six next to it, so I'm assuming it moved or something, but at six and a half was the original number. So. Okay. So I, I'm stuck on eight. They won 37-33 last year at home against Oklahoma. It was a ridiculous game. Fun game. Man, I would take the points. And that's the last game? Nope, West Virginia. I Where? Win the, at home. I think they win at nine. I got nine. So do I. Nine and three. I think it's over. Good number. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's a winnable game like the Kansas State. But they only have four. And then they could lose the they have game. five road games all year. That's right. I was going to say there's only five, which are what? At Baylor, yeah. at TCU, at Kansas State, at Kansas, at Oklahoma. They can I mean, win they, four of those. Legit. Go four and one on the road. No sweat. 
And then in home games of Central Michigan, Arizona State, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, those three are W's. So if they, if they go on the road, go four and one, they're seven. And you have Texas, Iowa State, and West Virginia to get two more wins. At home. So, I mean, to get to, they could get, I mean, they could go 10 and two. I was going to say, you know, we do this exercise every day. And again, if you guys like it, watch it, whatever, hit the like button and all that other stuff. But the peak is higher than the bottom. I mean, they're only, I mean, yeah, the bottom is seven. Yeah. Right. With I that agree. schedule, that's the lowest number of games. That's if shit goes bad. Bad, bad. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad. Like seven. I think this is a seven. The worst case scenario, it's an eight. If you just go through the schedule and give them the coin flip games, give them one of them. Mm-hmm. And if they win two of them, it's nine or 10. 10's a ceiling. I mean, it, can they run off 11 in a row, go into that last game? Well, that'd be gigantic. I mean, uh, why I like that Thursday game, why I mentioned it is because they're a top 11 team right now. So they're on the outside, but they're going to be in the, the playoff conversation if they run the table because they're starting high enough <laughs> that they could get there. They could grow and grow and get into a top five team. If they're seven or no, they're going to be top five. I'm not laughing at you. What? That smart just popped in there and said, Kansas state has Adrian Martinez and offset Oak state. Wins. Amen to that. Amen to that. So if the Oak state wins both those games, okay. If Oklahoma state's going, win both those games, I've got them. I mean, all the way to Texas. So I have one loss. I have a six and one start and then an eight and one Iowa state coming to town win nine and one playing Oklahoma on the road. They lose that they're nine and two. They beat West Virginia. It's 10 and two. It's a 10 and two year. And they beat Oklahoma. They're 11 and one, or if they beat Texas and Oklahoma, they're 12 and oh gigantic, right? They're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. I was going to say that's, that's, you know, we talk about this. Well, they have to play the big 12 championship game. Yes. And then they'll lose. To Baylor or Oklahoma, <laughs> right? That's very, that's they can't awesome. get out of their own way. These conferences get an undefeated team and they put them in that game and then they lose. It happens so many times. Oh yeah, and it could be. I mean, it could be a rematch of Bedlam. It could be a rematch of the game they played. T- you know, two weeks prior. Right. It could be Oklahoma, right. Oklahoma State again, round two. Wow. When Oklahoma wins. Oklahoma, you know, Oklahoma is left out because they could have two losses or whatever, and then they're not getting in. Jeff Benny just said everyone and their mother's on them over eight and a half. That worries me. He's right. But I mean, you go through the schedule. We just did it. It's fair. The bottom is not that low. The high is 12. I mean, it's not 12. and 0. It's probably 11 and one, but that's the, that's the, that's the peak. Right. So you could go through it however many times and, you know, Chef Benny and the boys and everybody, you can put it out there. I don't think the bottom, I think the bottom is at worst seven. You get it's one interest. Number, yeah, it's under. So everybody and their mom's on the over, huh? Okay. And the book hasn't moved the juice. So what I mean, always take those 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 comments with a grain of salt. We used to hear that all the time. And like you could get caught up even in the book because you sit there on your shift or in a risk room and you see it on a ticker. Boy, everyone, their mother's on this. That just happened to be that day. There's six bets on it or something, and it all came to you, you know, or there was, you saw two approval bets, and you're like, oh, everybody's betting this. And then when you look at the risk screen, like you talk, like when DP talked about looking at a risk screen, I have pictures of it that I took before, you know, I left. 
it ain't that exciting. And like, <laughs> you can look at it and go, eh, it ain't that much money. Like, right. it ain't that many tickets. So take it with a grain of salt. But I mean, we just went through it. We'll go through it again after they blow out Central Michigan week one. I Look, I just think that they are a sleeper team for the postseason. They, they, they are a sleeper playoff team right now, just given where Is they the are. Is the Big 12 going to get a team in the playoff, do you I think? I don't think so, no. I don't think so. Ooh. I think the playoffs are already set as to who is going to be in the playoffs. What did you yeah. just say? We're getting ready for football. You can't give away the ending before this is a spoiler alert. What is that bullshit? I hope I'm wrong. I just, I just given what Alabama, seen, Georgia, Ohio state and who that's the one hook. I, I think it might be Clemson, but I could see maybe the big 12 team getting in as the fourth and being the lamb that gets slaughtered in the first playoff game. But hmm. that's, I mean, the top three teams, Alabama, Ohio state, Georgia, to me is that's it. They're in like, that's, there you go. Like there's your top three. Those teams are in and Ohio state's the best team in the country. And I can't wait to see Ohio state, Alabama play for the title. It's going to be a lot of fun. 1136 Pacific. There's your clip. We'll get that out. <laughs> we'll get all the people all riled up in SEC country. Sure. But I mean, it's, it's, I think Ohio State's better than Alabama. And I, and I, and I'll, I'll be very, I'll be excited to see what's going to happen between these two. This love chat really loves us. It won't come. It keeps coming in the chat. This love okay. chat. Just, just make sure you hit the like button. You know, okay, come in, hit the like button. Time for the props.com story of the day. Our guy, Josh Shepherdson, has got this article Red Sox Braves today. Man, when you look at this on paper, the Red Sox, this is sick. Over the last 30 days, the Red Sox have a 26.3% K rate as a team. It's a lot. As a team. That's that not absolutely embarrassing. That is pathetic. The Red Sox are just a horrific team on so many levels. The Braves, though, have really been struggling. They just Boston, the Mets. Yeah. Boston's nine and 21 over the last 30 games. That's bad. Braves are 18 and 12 over the their last 30 games. Red Sox are 35 and 44 against teams with a 500 record or better. Say that one again, 35 and 44. Red Sox are 35 and 44 straight up against teams with a 500 record or better. Okay. So they're nine games under 500 against teams that are better than 500 so they can't beat good teams yeah if you have a pulse in baseball the red sox can't beat you that's embarrassing if you have a pulse yeah if you're over five if you're a 500 team in baseball okay you're a, at this point in august you're not a very good baseball team red sox can't beat you anybody who's any good at baseball any team it sounds easy. personal that sounds personal braves are 43 and 20 against teams below 500 that's bet, good bet today Braves run line plus 105 at DraftKings. Charlie Morton, baby. I yep. like Charlie Morton. We're doing run line. Yep. Hill versus Morton. Run lines plus 105. Props.com. Story of the day. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree 100%. Braves get right. They're going to crush the Red Sox in this series. <laughs> They're going to absolutely. This is the be- this is the beginning of when you want to bet against Boston. Just start betting against them. Price is right too. I don't Chris have Sale, to- Chris. I mean, everyone, think about going into that locker room today. Chris Sale breaks his wrist. Out Can you imagine year. what they're saying to him? You 
big lummox you you get, get can you get a ride what are you doing riding a bike you flipped over to handlebars nothing less just to eat innings like you do sucks just to eat the innings like we need a pitcher we need a guy who actually go out there and throw six innings every five days it's awful unbelievable it's so many bad injuries so many just a pathetic pathetic season for boston <laughs> but yeah i like the i like the, 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 the brave run line today i like it a lot yeah. uh the bet prep prop of the day runs right into this. So you said you like Charlie Morton. Prop of the day is 10 and 2 over the last 12 days. Smoking. Smoking Red hot. hot. Darren and the bet prep boys are f- literally giving you guys money every single day right now. They are crushing this. I to those guys. Charlie Morton over five and a half K's against the Red Sox at minus 135. Man, it's too easy. We just it's gave you too easy. We just ran through. You know, all that stuff. And I mean, it's Alex Wood got there yesterday for us with five Ks. Amazing how that became a thing for so many people who were watching, betting and shocking. (laughs) Talking about that. Charlie Morton, five of six over this number, 7.2 over his last six starts, eight, five, seven, six, seven, 10 Ks. Nine of 10 when his team's favored. Braves are favored. Six of his last six against a team with a losing record, averaging 8.8. Bet Prep is projecting Morton with 6.3 Ks today. He's not faced the Red Sox. We told you about the Red Sox. They have a horrific strikeout rate right now against right-handed pitchers. Only the Braves and the Angels have a higher K rate at home against a righty over the last 30 days than the Red Sox do right now. Let me feel about Morton over five and a half Ks. Circle to wagons. <laughs> you like that? That's well. Right. Okay. Now here's. Now let's do this. Let's the, the, uh, let's let's get exotic. Okay. Let me look here at this real, really fast and see what the odds. This is why this love chat thing keeps coming back because you want to get exotic. All right. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Let's see if you get into a Charlie Morton. How many cage do you think Morton will have? Yes. Just. I think he pitches into the seventh. I think he has six minimum. Okay. I think so tonight gets- he might have seven or eight. Six. Red, uh, same game parlay. Charlie Morton, six strikeouts. Braves on the run line is plus 201. How do you feel about that bet? I'll text the producers from pregame spread. I'll give that one out for you. Oh, on pregame spread. They Very wanted nice. some. They wanted one of these prop bets and stuff, so I'll Same say, Charlie. I'll say, yeah, say my partner Mac gave me this one. <laughs> okay, we'll 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 give out that Charlie Morton six or more. So if he gets to six, it's it's good. Six or more, six or more. Braves run line. Plus what about just Braves money line. Um, if you do Braves, just Braves money line. It's a plus one forty seven bet. That ain't bad. I prefer that one myself. Okay. And you bet the run line on its own. That way, if they win by two or more, you you really do it. But yeah, hate to lose that parlay if Morton gets eight Ks and you're laying a run and a half and they win four three. You're pissed off. Fair. Yep, that's fair. So yep, you do a money line. So it's plus one forty seven. Morton right. six Ks. Braves money line is plus one forty seven. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. 
So you can do that. Uh, I've got one more of these in Better to Book It. We'll do that for you guys on Twitter and on YouTube. For you folks on SportsGrid, thank you for watching. We appreciate it. We're back tomorrow, 11 p.m. Pacific time after the Pat McAfee Show. For you guys watching live or listening, stick around. More to come for BVB. Okay, let's go into Better to Book It here. I am going to ride SoCal DGEN's trend, Dave. Better to book it being brought to you by Cedar Sportsbooks, JTP15, the promo code to use when you sign up for a new account to get up to a $1,500 risk-free bet from Caesars William Hill. Garrett Cole's Yurfi stats after his last one, 15 and 6. Yurfi, Garrett Cole. What's the price? Plus 125. On the yes? Last night, overnight. Somebody must have put that in wrong. <laughs> To, to, to give this stat again, they're 15 and 6 to the yes. Correct. With Garrett Cole on the mound for the Yankees this Who's season. Who's starting for the Yankees today? Luis Castillo. Total for the Yankees. Seven. Garrett Cole starting for the Yankees. Luis Castillo for the Mariners. Yankees are fifth. It's 15 and 6 when yep. Cole starts. We just determined that Cole is starting for the Yankees. Yes. And the yes is plus 125. Uh, the, you tell the, me who knows shit. It's plus 122 right now. It's still there. Fandle's got it at plus 122 right now. So you have to plus, bet this. It's plus money right now. <laughs> if you want to take it, it's plus money right now. You have to. That's, I, I dug it. It was 15 all right. 15 and right. six. That's 21, 18, 15. That's 80%. Yes. 71.6%. 71.4. 21. 71. Oh, 2.1, 2.1, 2.1. Yes. Seven. Yeah. 70%. Sorry. 71.4%, 15 and six of a time. This is, this is hitting seven out of 10 times. This is hitting for Gary Cole to be <laughs> with the year feed. Yes. That's, I like that. We got plus so, money yesterday on a prop. We got, mm-hmm. we got a year feed today. I got three plus money bets for you today. Wow. Look at you. We just add, and we just added the Braves. I I may do the Braves too on run line, so I may get involved with the rate with the Braves as well. So probably four plus money bets. Uh, I remember so you, wasn't even. I'm old enough to remember when you said you were done betting baseball like a couple of days ago. I no choice. I have to bet baseball, but I've been hot amazingly enough. I'm actually ah! I have the last four days. I'm actually I'm up four units, so it's actually been pretty good. Um, in 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 baseball last four days. Uh let's go under five and a half Ks for Manoa. What Baltimore run line? What the plus, hell did you come up with here? Plus one seventy seven. Same game parlay. So, so man, am I okay? Can so, I, this is I get to pick right now. If you want to, sure. A booking. So let me tell, tell you, me why. Baltimore Orioles are twenty fourth in baseball strikeouts right now. Okay. Okay. And Noah, his three starts since the All Star break has gone over five and a half only once. Under, under, under. Yes. So he threw seven against the Red Sox, who we've yes. established suck and strike out a lot. Baltimore does not strike out a lot. Baltimore is the number one team in Major League Baseball on the run line this season. Four games better than anyone else in baseball on the run line. Orioles won yesterday, cashed a plus 135 bet for me against these very same Blue Jays. Orioles at home have been really tough to beat and really tough to beat they lose by one run all the time. Plus one and a half runs, Baltimore. 
under five and a half Manoa plus 177. I'm booking it still. That was a good case though. That's not a bad bet. It's not a bad bet, but to get both of these things to happen and you only get in 177, Mm -hmm. I'm good with, I'm good with booking it. If I was in the book, I'd be like, yeah, let him have it. He can have it for whatever. It's down to 152 right now. Yeah. This is supposed to come down. That's two good arguments. That's, that's, that's not a bad bet, but one of those two things probably isn't happening. Although you are hot. Like, I mean, you ride these guys, which we said it yesterday with Sumner. I mean, it's just ride it when it's hot. You're riding. Let's go. And then finally, I'm betting the streak. I'm fading our boy Otani. <gasps> A's money. SoCal, line. don't get mad at him. A's money line plus 154. A's lost 1-0 last night. What's the run line? What's the run line? For the A's? Yes. Plus one and a half. Even money? Oh, plus one and a half. Plus uh, one and a half. A's pl- minus one fifteen. Minus one fifteen. Ah, the books no. <laughs> I was trying to sneaky, sneaky one by you to see if we could get even money. Caprillian, Caprillian's been very good. Excellent. Won four starts in a row. Yes. Has been very good at home. Yes. Really good pitcher at home. Atani does not get any run support. Not, nope. Done. You see the Three, total? One, this game four, one, five, total? One, six and a half, right? Six and a half in yeah. an American League baseball game. What I would still bet the under. It? I still would bet the under. Yeah, I almost did. I mean, I I took this instead, but I I, I think the under is in play in this game. I I, I was going to bet the under, but I mean, Caprillion three three to one beat the Angels last time out on the road at LA. Beat them three to one. Went five and a third, six hits, one earned run, four Ks. Seven three win on the road against against the White Sox. Three one win against Texas at home, and a fourteen seven win against Texas on the road. Uh, Caprillion this season pitching at home as a slightly higher ERA, uh, 4.59, 4.14 on the road, but he's a guy with opposing batting averages of 238 and 222. So it's not always his fault here no. when it comes to what's going on behind him and pitching wise. And again, he's bits better of late. Atani just, he's been giving up the long ball. He's given up the four home runs in his last three starts which is not really like him. And I don't know. I don't think the Angels score enough. A's stink at home. I get it. They have a horrible record at home this season. A's today. Money line. Can we guess the attendance today in Oakland? 6,000. Even to see Otani? 6,000. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going over just on principle. It's it's a Tuesday night game in Oakland. (laughs) Otani or no Otani? It's Tuesday night. It's 6,000. And that's triple what they normally get. That's oh. a big crowd. Oh. Two, 2,000 is their normal crowd. We're giving them, I'm tripling it for Otani. I'm giving you 6,000 coming in. Good number, P. You're doing good. <laughs> I'm still going to go over on principle. All right. I'll bet this one with you. I think the, I think the A's are definitely live. This is one of those ones. Um, we're going to see, is this a K prop over for Otani? Maybe possibly, but I mean, what I, how I kind of put my brain to it was like, it could be like a two to one game. Otani comes out in the sixth inning and the angels bullpen is such trash that A's can win the game late. And so I was like, okay, well, what about betting first five? I was like, yeah, but Gotta I don't know. Otani's been hit. He's been hit yeah. first five and the yeah. number is so low. 
six and a half. I mean, the first five is like three. <laughs> so it's like you can't bet three in the first five. You have one inning and you're, t- you're dead. So it's just, it's a very difficult game to bet, but I do think Otani is losing. I mean, I'm just going to bet the streak. He's lost three starts in a row. I think he's getting tired, tired of carrying this whole team by himself. First five consensus line right now is minus 190. For the, yeah, sense. You got to lay it with the Angels. How can you lay it in the minus 190 ever? With and the game is, in, isn't the game minus 190? The game has come down. I mean, there's Circus minus 176. Okay. South Point's minus 170. What are the Draft A's on the money? Win bet minus 180. Caesars, William Hill's still at 190. Anybody plus higher than plus 154 on the A's? Oh, yeah. Plus 165 at win bet. Oh, wow. Okay. A ton plus of money 163. Uh, plus 158. 163 is at the Westgate. 160 at Circa. Yeah. So, so better, better, better numbers out there than what I bet. So there you go yeah. on that. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? You know what it is. The outfit? Absolutely not. <laughs> Come on. Mike the awesome. You got to be this. Mike Somebody got to be this. this. Please clip that. Please Come on. Gotta be. You have the new gift. There it is. <laughs> the best one was. That's, that's the best it, thing, that's about, today. The best thing about today right there. Come on. The dance. That's our new. Remember, we used to have the winner winner dance for our former friend. We need to have you. That, that that's our new. When I when I bet a winner, I, that's what we're. That is now the tweet for when when I win a bet. Put is it that, on our Put send me that stiff. I'll put it myself too. Let's do it. Unbelievable. I'm fired the fuck up. Every time I listen, I've already listened oh. to it twenty five times. We're driving to work this morning. <laughs> I got to drive my wife to work, which is a joy in itself. She won't let me drive the car, so I get control of the aux <laughs> five the aux. times. Yeah, AUX. That's what we I call know. it, the AUX. So it's I what it is. The aux. Aux. I'm just laughing at you. It's funny. Yes. This is what the kids say. I say everything the kids say. I play the song. She, I who is, who is it by? Do we know who is, who is it by? Somebody put it in the chat already, but um, I played it for Kendall this morning to wake up, and she's like, seriously? I'm like, we're waking up to this every day this week for school. It's, a, it's an awesome song. To I said, that's for. it. So I played it in the house. And then we get in a car and we're talking about <laughs> phenomenal. We're talking about, about in-game betting. Ooh. And she goes, it's latency. I was like, you should be on the show. She's like, I'm Kendall not coming said, on the show. Kendall said, said this? No, my wife. Oh, your wife. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She could be in a risk room. She could run a book right now from osmosis from sitting with me for 20 wow. years. Wow. She knows all the stuff. So immediately she goes, latency is the issue. I was like, wow, great. So we're going to talk about today. Then there was a pause in the conversation. So I hit the I hit the music again. Mm. And I'm over there dancing while she's driving. And she's like, seriously, you're going to do this again? The whole uh, ride? Every 15 seconds, I play it again. I let it come back. I'm good. like a little kid. It's too good. Yeah. So she said, we got, we I, got need, I need you. I need a picture of you dancing here. Here, Mikey, do this for me. I need Dave dancing. And then Mr. Met so cut to Mr. Met playing the trumpet and then cut back to Dave. That's right. I I need those three things spliced together for a clip. And that was going to be our that's new, it. our new winner, winner victory. You're going to oh, have to bet the Mets to win the world series too. I'm going to have to, I, I keep on, I just have to wait for them to lose a couple of games and get better than five to one. Because I want, I missed on seven against the Reds. 
Yeah. I missed on seven to one. So I'm pissed. So now yeah, it's five to one. Race. What were the chances of that shit? Man. Yeah, it's bad. Five to one is too low. I need, I need more. I need more. Uh, for me, and you, you got to help me if I'm saying the name of your friend's company wrong. Cause the care package that showed up at my house yesterday. Oh yeah. I got to take care of that tomorrow on my end, but yes, go on lobby cigars. Am I saying that right? I don't even know how to say it. I got to talk to Steve and he's going to tell me exactly how to say it phonetically, but that sounded pretty good. Yes. Okay. That's how I believe it is. This is one of their hats. Yes. Yes. This is is their logo. It's a Trojan. Yes. They sent me a box (laughs) of cigars that smells like heaven. (laughs) And I mean, so Madeline loves unboxing stuff. Like oh she, boy. when I get stuff sent to the house, like she's all in. Oh, so I get five hats. Yeah. I get five shirts. Yeah. I get four big pouches of their coffee, which I cannot wait to try and get into. Oh, good. And then I get a gigantic box of cigars. Oh, and Madeline now is all into what cigars are because in the beginning she has this, she's seen me smoke cigars before she gets very pissed off. She gets yes. very mad. She very really angry. Kids don't like it. that shit. Don't like it at all. <laughs> and then, but they sent, she figured it out. And I didn't even know this. They send it. The, the box of cigars was sent with tobacco leaves all over it. Oh, and I was like, why would they send it with tobacco leaves? And she was like, it's like bubble wrap. It's like, how the hell do you know that? It was, it was like the perfect, it was, it was absolutely right. They it's put it in there. For, for cushioning so so all the cigars when they bounce around when they're being shipped they don't get busted up around i was like that's insane so then i gave her the tobacco leaf and she kind of was like huh she kind of figured out what it was and now she was like can i look at them i was like putting them away i was like these are adult things you cannot touch these things go away but huge thank you to these guys and Steve, i know Steve, 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 he's coming here i know he, see, he sent me an email so i'm coming to town i want to see you and dave go to dinner and blah, blah blah i cannot wait I am going to break into these things tonight and <laughs> cigars, whiskey. I mean, I I'm having like a hell of a week. I'm drinking. I drank again last night, Friday, Sunday, Monday, had dinner with John from Iowa last night at Barry's at Circa and, you know, put down an amazing, by the way, their, their, um, their rib cap steak at Barry's. It's, yeah. I mean, stop traffic, <laughs> just stop traffic. It is one of the best steaks I've had. I asked the guy, I asked the waiter, I was like, you know, how is that cut? He's like, sir, it's our most popular cut. Everyone orders it. I was like, oh, okay, let's order it. And, and now I totally understand why if you go to Barry's, get the rib cap because it's just unreal dinner last night that we had. And you came down, we're hanging at Circa, hanging at the book. And so it was, it was a lot of fun. So was fun. thank you. I, I appreciate John coming here for dinner last night. And then I yeah. appreciate the, the, the care package showing up. This is our Yeehaw Brewing. This is our other guy. This is our other big friend who said this Yeehaw Brewing. Yeah, I got to pick up those hats. I got, I got those hats, hats waiting for me. And I got a huge thing of Japanese mayo sitting upstairs as well from SoCal DGen for you. It's been in my house for a month and a half now. <laughs> uh, has it been that long? <laughs> Jeez. It's sitting on my, on my, you know, right by my entryway for a month and a half waiting for me to either a c you i should have brought last night but i forgot I live 15 minutes away from you and it's been a month and a half since i drove by the house that's crazy yes yes 100 so it's waiting for you i need to bring it to you but i got three hats from from the yeehaw brewing company for you and we got the japanese mayo and then cigars and t-shirts i got so many shirts and hats from our friends uh, i gotta give those to you as well because i i mean i have five hats and five shirts polos and 
I got my own box. Oh, you did? Yes. I didn't know that. I got a box too. I'm He's waiting. sending us whiskey, by the way. He told, he told me he's sending us whiskey next. This is phenomenal. Stevie <laughs> B was, was on my adult hockey league team. We sat together at the Coyote games. He sat behind us for a couple years. So we were hanging out. We were at the Coyote games. He's like, do you play hockey? I'm like, yeah. And me and my buddy Shoop at the time. So we got on his hockey team. I can't begin to tell you what a Boston guy who did what he did. Like, I mean, he lived, he was, a, he's a tremendous guy. Is he back he up hard. in New England now or is he in Arizona? He's in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. He's back up there now. He's okay. in New Hampshire. Yeah, he's I'm back. Sorry. He lived in Phoenix, but we'll he's back. Pour, the Boston accent is back. I just talked to him on the phone <laughs> last week. It's crazy, but used to hang going out. From, by the way, going from Phoenix to New Hampshire is like, I don't know. It's like going to like be part of like Moana and then going to Frozen. Like you're in two different movies. <laughs> oh, it's different worlds. If you've never been to New Hampshire after Phoenix, you're in trouble. But he grew up in Boston, right. so he knew. But he lived like this, and he still is. And like I told him when he was sending, was putting together these boxes for me and you, and I was like, "Listen, man, you know I don't do a lot of that stuff no more. I got to I got to live it clean after the stroke. I got to be right. careful." He's like, "I'm gonna send it to you anyway. Give it out." All this other stuff. So I got a box that I have not opened yet. I was running around yesterday. You know where to hand shows. hand them over, my friend. <laughs> they will be used. If you don't want them, I will use them. We'll have cigar games and all oh. kinds of stuff and hats and all this other shit. And I send him booze. He's coming out. Listen, I know. He says when he comes out, a man is can still turn it on when he has to. So Let's when he's go. here, we're going to have to stay awake, take naps, because we might be out late. Let's, your man. Uh, from, John down. from Iowa rolled it up early last night. Yeah, we're down. I'm down on that. I that absolutely. So I yeah. So I big thank you for those guys. We'll make sure we're saying it correctly by wearing the hat. Yes, very sir. cool tro Trojan hat. We'll give away a couple of those hats potentially as well because if you have your own box, then we might as well give away some of these hats because we're not going to. I'm not going to wear five hats. So right. may, may just do some giveaways and have some fun stuff. Fit. Don't forget though, you got to match the fit. I don't. You. That's you. That's your whole thing. I put on things I want to put on. That's it. If it matches, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> what am I doing? Morton, K's over, and the Braves money line when I go on. Yes, plus 147. Right, mm -hmm. plus yep. Over six or more, Morton, K's. Six plus. Six plus, Morton, K's. Braves money line against the Red Sox today at plus 147. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We're back tomorrow for a Wednesday edition of the Bustonian versus the book.